Hello, I'm Janet Silver, and this is the West Block, Politics, Perspectives, and Players. Iranian human rights leaders are in Ottawa this week for Iran Accountability Week. They are calling on governments around the world to do more against the Iranian regime for its ongoing mass domestic repression and human rights abuses. Joining me now is Massey Alimjad, Iranian journalist, author, and founder of the White Wednesday campaign. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. What is the White Wednesday campaign? It's a true feminist movement. It's a revolution against um, human rights abuse, women's rights abuse. So it's about women um, taking white symbol, waving white headscarf in the street, uh, walking unveiled and using their mobile phone and filming any harassment. Basically, it's a kind of Me Too movement in Iran. So women uh, trying to get the control of their body. So it's about my body, my choice. So they're against compulsory hijab and challenging the, the law inside Iran and the whole regime. So what led you to start this campaign? Because I'm a woman, you know. Um, the revolution in Iran 40 years ago became a revolution against women. Before the revolution, we had the right to sing, to dance, to show our hair, to choose what we want to wear. We had female judges, we had female ministers, women were allowed to enter stadiums, women were allowed to participate in any kind of stadiums. But right now, this is 21st century. As a woman, I'm not allowed uh, to do all these activities that I said. If, and if you do it, then you are a criminal. So I thought, you know, I've been fighting for my rights every single day when I was in Iran. So it's better to do it together because when we find each other through social media and under the same umbrella, which is like hashtag nowadays, then we, we get united. And when we are united, together we are stronger. So that is why I launched the movement because it allows every individual woman to be their own leader, you, you know, to be their own voices. Rather than waiting for someone to bring democracy for them or bring change for them, you can be the change maker. So I allow, like, through this uh, social media, I allow people, oh my God, I was just explaining, this woman is singing. So by singing, actually, she's committing, like, a, a crime. So some of them dancing, some, some, some of them just walking unveiled, and they're sharing the video with me, and it gets, like, viral, like, 9 million views, 12 million views, to get the attention of the government of Iran and the rest of the world, that this is us, and you have to hear us. This is 21st century, and nobody can tell me what to wear, what kind of lifestyle to follow. So uh, I want you to take us back to when you were a child growing up in yeah. Iran. Um, and you were forced to veil, what, at the age of seven? Yeah, from the age of seven. So how did you, how did you feel um, being forced to cover? You have siblings, brothers, and they weren't. So what was that like? Um, that's a good question. This is very simple. I want people to understand that this is horrible, that from the age of seven, you're forced to wear hijab, and if you don't, then you won't be able to go to school. You won't be able to get an education. You won't be able to get a job. You won't be able to get a driving license or, you know, any kind of official documents. And um, so this is like, you know, it's not about a small piece of cloth or covering this big hair, as you see. It's about my dignity. From the age of seven, my brother was allowed to do anything, taking freedom for granted, but I had to fight for every single step in my life. And right now, there are a lot of women, they're saying that, you know, this is like a very backward, that every day we um, face the harassment industry just because of our sexuality, just because we are women. You know, um, that is why it's just about being your true self. 
So some people might say that this is a small issue. I'm always telling them this is not a small issue. This is the main pillar of the Islamic Republic. The Islamic Republic actually wrote its own ideology on our body. And from the age of seven, a seven-year-old girl should carry the most visible symbol of oppression and the ideology of the government on her body. But was there a catalyst for you? Because at the age of seven, you, you know, you're still figuring out, you're still a child. So what happened somewhere along the line for you to go, this is just unacceptable? Look, um, yeah, from the age of seven, I was not an activist. I never had a clue about feminism or never had a clue about discrimination. But I wanted to have all the freedom that my brother used to have. You know, my brother was the most visible symbol of freedom for me. I have a good voice. I couldn't sing. I could swim, but I was not allowed. I could go to stadium. I was not allowed. So I was watching my brother. And this is happening right now in Iran as well. Like, men go to the stadiums and women get kicked out. So men, you know, uh, can, can sing anywhere they want, but women cannot. So that is why sometimes you don't need to be a feminist or a fighter or, you know, an activist. You just need to be a true human being to understand that. I want to be my true self. I want to live my true life. And nobody can tell me what to do. Not the government, not the men, you know. Uh, and, and, and this is all about the philosophy behind compulsory hijab. Does someone else every day come to me and choose my dress? Some of the Western feminists might say that this is not, you know, Middle East has so many bigger problems. Or here in Canada, they say that, a lot of women wear hijab by choice. So why you care so much about the small piece of cloth? I always say that just imagine in Canada, the government says that all the Muslim women should remove their hijab in order to attend to an international tournament. What would you do? You protest. So this is what we do. In any international tournament in Iran, any kind of activities, we are forced to wear hijab. So that is why we stand up for our dignity. So here in Canada, you're meeting with um, the opposition as well as government, as well as uh, representatives from foreign affairs. What is it that you want from the Canadian government, from the Canadian people? It's clear. Respect, human respect the human rights activists who risk their lives and put themselves in danger to raise you know, the, their voices. Do not ignore them. Because this is 21st century. You cannot say human rights, it's an internal matter. Human rights, it's a global issue. And you have to pay attention to that. Because, um, you know, we have Iran deal. And a lot of people know that before the deal, all the government, they really cared about um, human rights because they wanted to get Iranian government to sit and negotiate with them about the nuclear deal. But after the deal, they totally ignored human rights. What I want, Canada, Canadian government has good reputation in Iran so far. So the people of Iran asking them that why you ignore human rights, you allow a lot of, you know, those oppressors to come here and live in Canada. They stole the money of ordinary people in Iran and they have their safety shelter here. They live here. But why don't you care about human rights activists who got stuck in Iran? Some Canadian Iranian activists got killed in prison. They are in prison, some of them. Why don't you care about them? So we want them actually to sanction the oppressors. You know, sometimes people say that Sanction hurts people. Yes, general sanction hurts people. But we want you to sanction those oppressors who hurt their own people. Nasi, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. That's all the time we have for the West Block. I'm Janet Silver.